0: Hey, I'm Jesse. Let's continue in our verse-by-verse journey. Paul has encouraged Timothy to flee from the greedy pursuit of wealth and instead to pursue godliness, holiness, righteousness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness, to fight the good He's made this confession in front of many witnesses. And now this brings us to verse 13. In the presence of God, who gives life to all, and of Christ Jesus, who gave a good confession before Pontius Pilate, I charge you to keep this command without fault or failure until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. It was a heavy charge. He's going to give Timothy another charge in 2 Timothy chapter 4. The opening verses of 2 Timothy 4 are unique within Paul's ministry. This is the closest we ever get to that. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, he charges Timothy before God and Christ Jesus who will judge the living and the dead. Pretty epic scope, right? Well, this is a similar charge. In the presence of God who gives life to all and of Christ Jesus who gave a good confession before Pontius Pilate, I charge you to keep this command without fault or failure until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. He has just told Timothy, you made that confession in front of many witnesses. Now, Jesus, who made the good confession in front of Pontius Pilate, it's before him that I charge you to keep this command. What what, what command is Paul telling him to keep? Well, go back in the text, look at a previous, the, the last few days, devotions. But you, man of God, flee from these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, and gentleness. Here's the command I believe that he's, he's exhorting him to and charging him before Jesus, who made that good confession before Pontius Pilate, until God comes back to judge the living and the dead. What is he commanding him? Fight the good fight of the faith. Take hold of eternal life to which you were called and about which you've made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Fight the good fight. It gets underscored here in these verses in a major way. He evokes Jesus. Jesus made a confession too, before Pilate. He is the, he is the son of God. He is who he is. Pilate didn't know what truth was. What is truth was the, the question of Pilate. I believe that's the mantra of our era and our day and our age. What is truth? They that truth is relative. That's Pontius Pilate. He was a coward. He was a sucker. And he was a tool who got used by the crowd. This crowd of murderous, authoritative Jews who were trying to use Pilate to evoke Roman authority to bring about crucifixion. Crucifixion was not a Jewish thing, it was a Roman thing. And the Jewish leaders who hated Caesar. We're trying to act like Jesus was leading a revolt against Caesar. We have no king, but Caesar It's like the first nice thing they've ever said about Caesar. My son Asher was in uh, Issaquah little league and he played for the Yankees. I'm a lifelong Red Sox fan. First time in my life I ever said go Yankees was for my son Asher. He's the only, my kids are the only people in the world who could get me to say such blasphemous words. And now the, the Pharisees all of a sudden are saying, go Yankees. Like they're all, they're saying like, we have no king but Caesar. They hated Caesar. They were using Pilate. They were trying to act like Jesus was leading a political insurrection. And they put pressure on Pilate. They didn't care about Pilate. And they would abandon him and forsake him the very next day. for crying out loud. They just used him. And because Pilate didn't have a clear compass, a clear worldview, an authoritative paradigm upon which to know right and wrong, he didn't know what the truth was when the truth himself was standing right next to him. When you don't have that authoritative sense of truth in your life, you're gonna get used by the crowd. And they don't give a rip about you. They're gonna use you and they're gonna throw you away like yesterday's trash when they're done with you. You'll never be done virtue signaling for them. And when you kneel, they'll say, get lower. They're never going to be satisfied, they're never going to be satiated, and they've got sin of their own, dude. You don't answer to them, you answer to the Lord. And when you don't have a clear source of truth like Pontius Pilate, you will do whatever the crowd tells you. All right? <laughs> Call yourself a free thinker, like defy the crowd and love Jesus. The crowd says what is truth. The crowd says whatever is convenient at a given time. But Pontius Pilate was the one before whom Jesus made that good confession. Timothy made a confession likewise in front of many witnesses as ordination, when the elders, of the council of elders laid hands on him and at his baptism likewise. When he made that good confession, Jesus made a confession of his own. And it's before that Jesus who made this confession, not just in front of a council of elders, not just in front of the witnesses of his church, but in front of Pontius Pilate. The prefect, the, run, the, the one who ran the garrison, this representative of the authority of the, the biggest empire in the world at the time. It's in front of him when it counted the most when his life was on the line that Jesus stood by his confession in the faith. Before him, Paul charged Timothy to make this confession, to keep this command without fault or failure, without fault or failure until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a heavy charge, it's a high standard. It's a high bar. What happens if Timothy messes up? What's Timothy supposed to do? He's supposed to repent, confess, and be restored, and to continue on. But the aspirational value is without fault. That's the goal. You don't plan to compromise every once in a while. That's like making marital vows to promise to be faithful 363 days a year. (laughs) Like, that's not a real commitment, man. You make the commitment fully, without fault without ever defying your bride, without ever committing adultery, without ever cheating on her, that's the vow that you make, without fault, without failure, until Jesus comes back or I die first. Like that, that, that's the nature of my marital commitment and that's the severity of Paul's charge upon Timothy in the ministry. I can see no reason why we likewise wouldn't aspire to the exact same standard. Without fault, without failure, we hold this good confession of the faith. We've made it publicly known, so we're gonna to continue to fight the good fight. Jesus made that confession when his life was on the line before Pontius Pilate. We make the confession and our lives are not on the line. All right, probably .0001% of all Christians are ever gonna have their lives on the line because of their faith. Jesus made that confession when his life was on the line and it cost him his life leading up to the resurrection. You and I will not have our lives on the line, so we can make the same confession. We can fight the good fight and take hold of the eternal life to which Christ has called us heavenward in Christ Jesus. Until Jesus comes back, until the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, without fault, without failure, Christians fight the good fight.